0: Kjöldar and welcome back to the new Tuesday podcast with me, Tim Batt. This series features a bunch of chats I was lucky enough to have with the people who made this brilliant new comedy. New Tuesday is in cinemas in New Zealand from June 16th and in Australia from June 23rd. It'll be available on streaming platforms soon too. In this episode, I speak to actors Damon Herriman and Jermaine Clement. Damon Herriman is a bit of an Aussie acting icon. He's got one of the biggest IMDb's I've ever seen.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: but he's probably best known for his role as Dewey on FX's Justified, and for portraying Charles Manson in the Netflix smash hit Mindhunter, and then again in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Speaking of icons, it doesn't get much bigger in the world of Kiwi comedy than Jermaine Clement. He is of course one half of Flight of the Conchords, he's also the co-creator and star of What We Do in the Shadows, and has recently been shooting on James Cameron's upcoming Avatar sequels. How are you doing Jermaine? i'm all right where are you are you in? i'm in wellington are you still sort of splitting your time like los angeles Are you spend a bit of time I'm, in I'm not so
2: much in the last um couple of years but i was just oh, why is that well, <laughs> well i don't know if you're aware of, but um, there's been a pandemic so um so it's changed a few things. I imagine you'd just stay in your room.
0: Shit. Yeah, I haven't anyway. left I haven't left the house in a while. I, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, some stuff's gone gone down. Oh my god. You'll you'll think. But the um but um but you know, it's fine. It's fine.
0: Have you had the vid? Has your fano had the, the virus? Yep.
2: Yeah, yep,
0: yeah, I've had it. How was it for you? Loved it. <laughs> uh
2: no, I uh it was yeah, I was sick. I was sick.
0: Yeah.
2: Feeling good now though.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Mm. You play Bo- Borg. Björg. Björg. Yeah. Rasmussen. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. i would think I'd get
2: one of them. <laughs> it, well, that's, I mean, yeah, it's made up. It's really fun, though. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 the whole thing's made to be a little difficult.
0: The other ones sound quite Norwegian, but your name sounds almost like Icelandic. Like it's a slightly different <laughs> I've vibe. met one
2: Rasmussen and he was in
0: uh, Denmark. A Great Dane.
2: Yeah. Oh, is he a great,
0: he might not be a good guy, I don't know. No, no, I like you. That's good. Yeah. You are playing um, what has been described in the press about this film as a charismatic sex guru, and I have a question for you. Mm. First of all, I probably should have led with this, but I've had the opportunity to see the film, and it's mm-hmm. really good. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I haven't seen it. No. It's really good.
2: Oh, uh, Good. I've, I, occasionally I bump into people in town because Wellington's a small place who have gone it and they seem to be really excited about it.
0: It's excellent. They've got every right to be excited and, and you are fantastic in it. You're very oh, funny. Thanks.
2: You want to know how to, um, to be charismatic? Yeah. Just eyebrow. Just like raise one eyebrow every so often. That's my secret. That's my acting secret.
0: Lost on an audio podcast but y- yeah. just it. it was the second you see that you were able to so skillfully almost to like a Roger Moore level just raise <laughs> yeah. one 60 well, there you go. Yeah,
2: there you go. Is
0: it? It's so I wish I could do it. I tried teaching myself at one point. And I can't do it. <laughs> It's worth it.
2: It's worth putting the time in. Um do you know if
0: this character was written for you with you in mind?
2: I think so. How do you feel about I that? I think so, but actually I'm not sure. Um, what's funny about that is Jackie's, Jackie who wrote the script has written me into two of her movies that she's written and they both have sex scenes with her. That's the thing I find <laughs> extremely funny. Um, yeah, that's nice. I, um, at first I didn't know if I could do the movie day and I, um, because of the scheduling and I was working, doing my day job, which is writing TV shows. And, um, I, I just suggested other people and, and they would not let me, they wouldn't leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> until I said I would do it. And, and the met so it all worked out.
0: Was it purely a scheduling thing? The, um, the nudity didn't hold well, you I back? Well, it
2: just wasn't, you know, was, I've just mostly for the last four years been writing TV. So I, You know, I feel a little out of practice in a way. It's like, oh, am I going to go do some acting again and get in the nude? Nah, it's not all nude, by the way. You know that. (laughs) Yeah. But it's unusual to do a podcast about a movie that no one's (laughs) seen.
0: I think that people listening are either incredibly on board and about to see it, or have already seen it and want more depth
2: about the experience. So, and you've probably talked a lot about the process of it. I have a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing that people don't quite grasp from the um, publicity materials is there was a script. You know, we are doing a script and we rehearse in English and then we perform it in gibberish using this, what everyone's called gibberish, um, using this sort of bank of sounds that we've all uh, practised.
0: I'm glad you brought up that. You know the fact that they call it gibberish because I I think it's a bit
2: unfair. Me too, me too. I feel like it's a it seems like a language. And the first the first thing they sent me was a short you know like one two scene little short film with um, Damon and Jackie that Aman had directed, and um, I absolutely believed Damon was speaking another language. And Jackie had already told me that she's speaking um, gibberish, but I said, but Damon speaking. He's speaking Norwegian or something, isn't he? <laughs> no, it's all it's all made up. He does it. Yeah. yeah. But it helped, it helped a lot to, to know um, what you do, to have a script, you know, I think was uh, the right way to do it.
0: It is going to be interesting to see how much the um, characters that you develop both, you know, like from on the page of what Jackie wrote and also your like improvising and you're working on the character compares to, I saw the Julia Davis version of the subtitles mm-hmm. and, and then I spoke to Jackie who has seen them and she was like, she's added so much stuff about my character and a few plot points that I was really like hurt and outraged about at the start, but then they <laughs> really grew on me. Yeah, well,
2: that's yeah, that's what I was worried about. Anyway, the only thing I was worried about when they described the process, I was fully on board for um, the other parts of Jim you know scrap the gibberish And then thought Then someone else Is going to write it afterwards Like what if they make it A pro-Nazi film You know <laughs> Who knows What it's going to be I feel um,
0: like that could have Happened with Julia Davis too Like if the mood Took her on that particular day You could have been yeah, Some yeah. sort of Neo-Nazi
2: <laughs> Cult yeah, she leader pushes, um, to, she pushes She's always pushing The edge with her work. Yeah <laughs> Who did you base Your character on? Uh, I don't know if I had A person I was thinking of can't, not that I can remember.
0: Can I tell you who he reminded me a tiny bit of? Yeah. And I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but he just a little bit, he read as Jim Jones to me.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, of
0: Jonestown fame. Yeah,
2: yeah. They had a, a bunch of um, inspirations. I think Jim Jones might have been on there or at least some cult, definitely some cult inspiration in the clothing. Um, although it's not a cult, technically, it's just a weekend retreat well
0: yeah no it isn't a cult oh, well i
2: don't know i haven't seen this translation maybe it
0: is a cult i well i, ju- I just think that line is very blurry both in real life and in mm. in the film a little bit nothing super duper nefarious has been put upon your character but <laughs> yeah that's a
2: mystery to me i'll find out
0: <laughs> you got to um act alongside your wife in this film miranda yeah is in, a, in this hilarious scene in the third act of the of the movie what what was that like? Was that fun? Was that awkward or uh no,
2: it was quite fun. Yeah. I um when, when there's a, people watching from the bus in the scene, all the all the members of this um a group are watching on the bus as I'm berated by my fictional wife, but also my real life wife. And they were like, Wow, she she can really work up some anger. I was like, Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um she's very expressive she's uh she's Greek, so greek and kiwi ways of expressing ourselves are quite different
0: almost the opposite ends of the spectrum
2: yeah that's right new zealanders bury everything and it becomes a problem later and i think it causes a big stereotype but um in greek people shout it out and and then it's over you know And, and at first we um her language was um, based on Greek sounds, you know. But we have acted together twice, both as arguing, and arguing couple.
0: Was Eagle vs Shark the other one?
2: Uh, well, we weren't in any scenes together in that. But, um, you know, it was a short film, a student short film a long time ago.
0: I wanted to ask you about that. You've had such an amazing career and you've done this really wide spectrum of stuff.
2: I think it's because I don't know what to do. But uh, continue Continue honestly What you're going to say
0: I was going to lay out The whole path you ready to hear your CV?
2: I'm fairly familiar with it But (laughs) I think it helps the listener
0: Well I was just thinking Like you started doing Humour Beast with Tyker Way back in the day So you've kind of done these Um smaller scale live shows, you've done these huge arena live shows with Flight of the Concords. you've done independent films, student films, you've done Disney films and, and massive big budget films. You're working on the next Avatar movies uh, as we speak. I, get, I don't know how much you or I are allowed to say. Of,
2: that's true. No, that's true. It won't <laughs> be deleted
0: by Disney that's cool. for saying that. I do. I fear the mouse. The mouse is all-powerful.
2: <laughs> when, you, when you have Zoom calls with Disney, it's just... It's just making you know. It's making it's just a shadowy figure (laughs) in front of a window silhouette. But you know, it's making as the ears. Hi. So (laughs) you know (laughs) it's him.
0: What What do you have the most fun working on? Like, do you love the the thrill of big budget stuff and having everyone sort of at the height of the professional craft, or do you like the kind of looseness that comes with the lower budget stuff?
2: Well, I do actually love yeah, I love in a big budget thing, seeing the scale of everything. That's really fun, but I often miss how exciting it was to do those, uh, small shows that I I don't, I haven't done one for years and years now, but to do it, at the local theater where you, everything's an experiment because you've never done it, maybe not for the audience, but for you, because you've never done it before. I, and I miss that excitement of, um, you know, just creating something that feels new and, This film, New Tuesday, I felt was the first time I've had that feeling for a while, this is something completely different. It's completely new. Everything's new. Um, Yeah, and, and that's what I loved about doing this film, and I'm really glad I ended up doing it and didn't convince them to cast someone else in the role.
0: I'm so curious to know what names you floated. Oh, I,
2: can, I feel like it's I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's weird to say. It's weird to say. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: that's fair. No, no, no. You're yeah. right. You're right. That's fair. Um, how much improvising did you get to do?
2: A, a little bit, but it's interesting to compare after you improvise and you've got in your head what you're saying, but it's in gibberish, so no one actually understands. <laughs> and they'll some, say something, and you find out when you compare later that you were talking about completely different things. But it both it worked. Like I would think ah oh, Somehow she knows what I'm talking about And and she's thinking the same thing But actually later no, we We're talking about completely different things
0: I've, When I was talking to Damon He was saying that it it Just allowed him as an actor to kind of Fully emote and connect with everyone Around him and he almost felt like it was more Freeing to give a performance Yeah, I
2: that, absolutely yeah. Because often you, a director might want you To get really angry or really upset But the line's too stupid <laughs> you know? But it doesn't matter in this because the line uh, is always uh, irrelevant and it's pure emotion.
0: There's like so much beautiful scenery uh, in, in this movie in its Makarora in the South Island um, where I think all of it is shot.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the um, when they're in the city, that's Auckland.
0: Oh, tr- of course. Sorry. Yes, of course, of course. And then, uh,
2: yeah. It- all the stuff on the retreat is Makarora, yeah. It's incredible. The Remarkables, uh, as we were filming, and they, they live up to that name.
0: Was it all real? Because it looks, I mean, there's a particular moment where you are uh, naked in, in a lake. That's real. On top of a mountain, and it looked very real. My penis. Uh, no, it was more, <laughs> I wasn't um, screen grabbing.
2: No, yeah, no, the mountains, I see.
0: Yeah, no, it was um, well, it was more the temperature concern that I have because like it's it, it's a very cold situation and, and yeah you were doing the coldest version of it, which is getting an icy pool of water.
2: Yeah, well, I was cold, but when I was in the water, I was like, I need to pretend to shiver because it's not that cold. But then I actually got hypothermia, so it was cold, <laughs> even though I was I was. Uh, Acting like, okay, I'm going to need to make this look colder than it is. But what's what, what the truth was is I was kind of numb and it was colder than I thought it was. Yeah, I was knocked out the next day with hypothermia. So, yes, it was cold.
0: What is getting hypothermia like?
2: It actually is not that different to COVID. It's quite a similar feeling of um, tiredness and, you know, it's kind of flu-y feeling. Uh, and... I was asleep a lot of the next day, oh, but it, but the first thing is usually when people are wearing wearing sweaters, I'll, I'll be fine in a t-shirt. And uh, but it was the other way around. everyone was in t-shirts that night when we were having dinner, and I had a I had a big uh, like t- polo neck or turtleneck jersey on, and I had a big woolen coat. And I was like, this is really weird. why are they warm enough? And I have to wear a big coat because so I'm got still hypothermia. Kind of... Yeah, I didn't know because my core temperature wasn't um, warming up yet.
0: So, did you how did this go down? So, you shot the scene obviously,
2: which can yeah, I say? I always tell you, you know, like, worth I'll...
0: it. It looked great, looked really stunning.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely worth it because I've. You know, I don't remember how cold it was. I don't remember that, but I remember how fun everything else was. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, your brain does that, doesn't it? It blocks out those terrible things sometimes. And the um, what happened is they, they were trying really hard to make me just do one take. And um, Jackie said to me, Jackie's not the director, by the way, she's the um, writer, So she shouldn't have been saying, she's like, I want to make sure you only have to do this once, but I want to make sure you're really angry. And I was like, well, I am really angry because you're making me get nude to this pool. But then when I got in there, I was like, okay, I'm going to be really angry. And And I went for it. And then I got out and she was like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything because I think you're playing it too angry. (laughs) Okay, So I did do another time. And and I think that's what, that's what did it.
0: This is Jackie Van Beek's fault that you got hypothermia.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, always um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, people shouldn't give directions before they've seen the thing for that reason. Well, especially if they're not
0: the director, right?
2: Especially, yeah.
0: How did Miranda feel about that? Your wife was on set oh, for that uh, scene.
2: Yeah, she she uh, was concerned. I'll bet. But, um, yeah, it was okay. It was okay in the end. How,
0: how was the rest of the shooting experience for you?
2: I just, well, I got I got a day off with hypothermia, <laughs> <fem. laughs> And uh, that was nice. And, It was great, you know, we get to go up the mountain and the helicopters and, uh, you know, when we're in this amazing landscape. And um, sometimes we'd go to work in a a boat because the the only way we'd get access to one part of the river was by boat, which is, you know, it was very fun.
0: That's awesome. I've heard pretty much nothing um, but good things except for your hypothermia I think that's only like the Even sad that story I'm not complaining her. about you're so positive and upbeat men- about
2: it <laughs> just mentioning it
0: it's insane
2: I thought you would have heard it because uh, Jackie has a lot of guilt about that
0: um, <laughs> you want to know something Jackie told me about it mm-hmm. and I made the decision that I didn't want to like front foot saying hey you got hypothermia how was oh, that yeah, yeah. in case I you didn't want to get into it I wondered it.
2: if you were doing that um, subtly leading to that subject
0: i was doing um, that late night talk show setting you up for an anecdote but only if yeah. you, only if you wanted it
2: yeah okay well i appreciate that yeah <laughs> you know it's interesting to have you know i can say i've had pneumonia and hypothermia now so so interesting to have both because of filming things um it's, it, it sounds good sounds good to say that sounds like they've led an interesting line
0: your the story of flight of the concords um i just got to bring this up because like Mm. i do stand-up comedy and the story of flight of the concords not getting tvnz funding when you guys were getting pilot offers from the uk and the us is still so legendary for how new zealanders cannot appreciate New Zealanders until we go overseas.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I um I didn't have that harsh feeling about that, but I loved hammering that in any New Zealand press.
1: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> it was a real, it was uh, quite a fun thing to do and funny to me. And it, um, but I have heard of it affecting how the networks um, approach things in New Zealand a little bit. Like in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, and they is and they don't want to miss out and, and that happen again. But, um, I still don't think they, um, go and check out many live shows where a lot of good comedies happen.
0: It sounds like you do think that it's changing a bit.
2: Well, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there were no New Zealand comedies when we left. It was not happening. And, uh, now there's quite a lot, you know, for a small country, you know, films, films like this moment, um, quite a lot of TV projects.
0: With um, Wellington Paranormal as well, I feel like you are contributing to growing up all of these TV writers now. Like Mel Bracewell is a great example of that. Um, yeah. Because you, you've you've worn so many hats now doing so many different things, like you direct and you act and you write. Do you find it hard on a film set to not like to stay in your lane?
2: Uh, I used to. And I used to, um, you know, even on the big budget, things going, you know what would make this work better? And, <laughs> and then realise I was quite an annoying presence to have and, and now I um, when I act I just try and do what they want from the character and, and don't um, try and look at it from another angle and I enjoy that because it's uh, hyper-focused and yeah, I, I enjoy that now, and I'm glad I don't do that anymore. And a part part of directing, you know, if, if people were coming up and being like me, when I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to make this thing that I've already imagined, that would really bug me. So I don't do that anymore.
0: That's a good point. You have now dealt with yourself
2: and a and a sort of yeah, past yeah. version. <laughs> yeah, Ed, yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with myself. Actually,
0: I did just want to ask, what was your feeling about uh doing nudity in the film was this the first time that you've done like full nudity this in isn't
2: movie? no this is this is the second nudist film i've done i did another one in belgium which is called de patrick so i i'd had a practice
0: so you would have done all your kind of mental preparation during that one i would have thought
2: well they have again it's another cultural difference we're, we're all talking in that movie you know a lot of them hadn't done nudity in a film before and i and i mentioned i don't th- and most of us are nude i think it goes on during this conversation because my character still hit this into patrick and um they were like i don't think i've acted in a movie nude before no this is the first time i've acted nude and i said i think this is going to be the first time i've been in front of this many people nude or you know been around this many people are like what really what about in the sauna?" And I said, no, in New Zealand, in the sauna, we, we, uh, no, we're not even there. We're nude. It's like, what do you wear in the sauna in New Zealand? Uh, shorts, shorts in the sauna or maybe a towel, a towel. You wear a towel in the sauna. uh, It is weird (laughs) that we
0: do. We shouldn't.
2: Yeah. I don't think I'm, yeah. I don't think I'm ready for that. It's more that it's more how the other people feel about it. Um, but, uh, you know, we had an intimacy uh, coordinator on this film, and one of the things we're told to, you know, look at the eyes when you when you're all nude, and and suits it, the characters as well. They're not that they're used to it, kind of the, the idea. But um, Jackie Van Beek's Merkin was so vivid, her her pubic wig was so vivid. It's really hard not to look at it. You, I could see it in the corner of my eye, moving around like a little, just this black triangle. <laughs> 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 but also you would look at When you look at someone in the eye You feel awkward So then you look down And then you see their naked body And then you've got to look up again Find somewhere else to look So so it could be awkward sometimes
0: That's such a dance Because if you do just sort of Lock eye contact with someone that, That's a pretty full on thing yes, to do It's that's
2: right It's an intimate thing to do Certainly And in, in the other film The Belgian one Almost everyone's nude all the time So people got used to it very quickly This one was, uh, I don't know, slightly different.
0: Are you going to be um, attending the premiere?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I've read, maybe it's not true, that you're a guy who doesn't always love seeing yourself on screen, which is quite common for actors. Yeah,
2: I. well, actually, I know a lot of people, a lot of actors eventually stop watching themselves, and I've gotten to that stage where, you know, it's not as exciting as it was. Well, look, there's a 20-foot me, and (laughs) um, then I felt just self-conscious, really. Um
0: are you looking forward to seeing this though?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'll watch it. Really? I, I am curious. I am curious to see what the end result was with the subtitles.
0: Hey, for whatever it's worth as someone who's seen the finished
2: product, it's awesome. Oh cool. Well that's worth a lot. That's good. That's all I need to know.
0: Hey, thanks so much, Jermaine. I appreciate you taking the time to have a chat. My and pleasure. I'm also glad that you look um nice and warm now.
2: Yeah, very warm. Thanks,
0: Tim. Bye, Jermaine.
2: Bye bye.
0: Damon, how did your journey with this movie begin?
1: I guess it originally started at the Sydney Film Festival screening of The Breaker Uparas, uh, which I happened to go to um, the, the, the first screening that they had uh, of, of the film. And, of course, Jackie uh, was one of the filmmakers and one of the lead actors in that film. And I was just blown away by Jackie. I, I hadn't seen her work before, even though she's so well-known to New Zealanders, and, and uh, was just completely blown away. I was like who is this woman? (laughs) Who is this genius? How do I not know her? And then I happened to be, um, they had some drinks afterwards and I, and I, and I just completely started fanboying over her going, Hey, um, you know, I just think you're amazing. And I would love to work with you one day just doing that stupid thing where you think, well, why would, why are they going to care that I say that? Like, you know, the (laughs) amount of people who must say, I'd love to work with you one day. And, um, I just thought she was extraordinary. And, uh, She happened to have seen one or two things that I'd been in, which sort of blew my mind. We we exchanged contact details, and then it sort of just happened from there where I got an email from from her uh, not that long afterwards talking about the concept for New Tuesday, and they decided to do this sort of a proof-of-concept shoot. So basically a a three-minute scene where we would speak in gibberish, uh, and uh, then they would get three different writers to write the subtitles to just kind of test the concept and to show, I guess, investors and uh, funding bodies Exactly what it was, because it was quite it's a quite tricky one to pitch because it's never really been done before. so we we, we I ended up um, getting to do the the proof of concept shoot in Sydney uh, with uh, Jackie and uh, the director Aman. It kind of went from there, I think you know, months passed as they were still kind of shoring up funding and so forth. and I, I was never really sure at that point if I was going to be in the film if it ever happened. I was certainly hoping I would be. And, um, and then I found out that uh, the film was up and they wanted me to play Bruno and uh, it sort of went from there.
0: Amazing. And what did you actually get delivered? Because I'm just so curious to know what the script was or what the version of a script was for a project
1: like this. Well, yeah, great question. Jackie uh, wrote a script. So there is a, an English version script of this film. Ah. And um, and so when, when you watch... The film, uh, you you know, we we aren't just sort of placed into scenarios and just speaking gibberish randomly at each other. We're actually playing uh, scenes that are written in English. So every single line we say uh, in our heads, we are kind of translating from English to gibberish. uh, a, a, A line that was written in the script. It was it was a really interesting process but as an actor it was particularly interesting because you could only focus in on the other person there was not it's not like you could turn your head and listen to what they were saying and take that in because they weren't saying anything that made any sense it was there was a real connection with other actors where your eyes really focused in on each other to kind of project to each other what you were saying, because in your head you knew what you were saying, and if they were up to the if they were up to the same point in the script as you, they knew what you were saying as well. But often with longer scenes, you you wouldn't. You wouldn't actually be at the same bit at the same time in your own head, if that makes sense. because That is
0: so interesting. Because
1: because yeah. you, you might have skipped a bit in your head, or they might have skipped a bit, and you're now you're now saying the bit about past assault, but they think you're saying I want a divorce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it really it was it was an incredibly interesting process.
0: But that must draw out quite a different style of performance because you are so locked into the other actor to try and read where they are in the script based on how they're emoting rather than the very definite clues of their dialogue.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that's going to be really uh, one of the most fascinating things about it is is just studying how, <laughs> how you know, kind of for, for acting or film buffs, just studying how that plays out and what sort of difference it makes when it is entirely it's almost it's almost like acting in ESP or something you're trying to send across yeah. the, the the thing you're saying to someone who who clearly can't understand the thing you're saying I actually found that it was was in many ways, a lot easier and freeing to not have to go, oh, I've got that scene today with all that dialogue. Right. Um, I hope I don't forget my lines. It just was never an issue. <laughs> um, so um, you were able to kind of dedicate your entire mind to um, what what is happening in this scene, what am I trying to get across, and what is the other actor trying to get across to me?
0: Well, let's um, talk about your your character for a moment. And uh, I I didn't mention this at the start. I've seen the film. Your performance was brilliant. Like I really, I loved the movie, and you were just so engaging. Like you and Jackie as a duo, it was just really magnetic. No, thanks so much. That's nice to know. So I didn't realise that there was uh, this existing script. So there is a very um, specific guy who's on the page who is Bruno. Yes. Tell me about him, because your version of him is going to be, I saw the Julia Davis subtitled version, so the version that I have seen of your character is obviously coloured by the context I've got from her writing, but it's probably quite a different fellow
1: from who you were portraying. Yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, certainly the the Bruno that, that was on the page and the one that we kind of all found together in rehearsals, I kind of really grew to love him. He's, he's kind of this slightly dweeby, you know, certainly annoying, but but kind of um, a bit of a sweetheart inside, I think. He's very easily frustrated. He flies off the handle when things don't go as planned. He really just wants everything to just, just be just so and just go just right as, as he's intended. So if there's a you know, if he's, if he's planned something to be a romantic occasion, it has to be just right. And if the candle goes out at the wrong time, it's ruined the moment and you may as yeah. well scrap the whole thing. <laughs> There's a real petulance about him. Yes, there, there is. But at the same time, he's not, he's not like a a, a bad guy. He's very flawed, but he's got a, a very sweet childlike quality to him as well. Just his whole look, I think helped with that as well. Um, and of course, working with Jackie was just a, a dream. You know, she's just such a brilliant actor. She's just so good at comedy. You know, I loved our little double act. I'd 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 do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs>
0: What was it like shooting? Um, you guys shot this movie in Makarora in the South Island of New Zealand. It's quite a pretty part of the country, but. Um, yeah, beautiful. It, <laughs> it looked very cold. <laughs> what was it like? What was the experience of shooting like?
1: It was very cold. And uh, as the title suggests, there are times when there aren't as many clothes uh, as you would like to be wearing in such temperatures. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but yeah it was cold it was very very cold and uh and and, yeah cold colder on the nude days than, than the others um but it was a joy it was such a you know it was actually like being away on school camp or something you know we we actually were staying most of us were staying in the accommodation that you see Bruno and Laura staying in in the film and um so we were kind of like all hanging out in the the bar restaurant at the end of a shoot day and having a beer and um sort of debriefing and Playing board games by the fire, and it was all that sort of stuff. It was sounds amazing. It, it was it was pretty great, actually. You know, and and it just such a a, a lovely, lovely bunch of people to work with. I mean, um, I don't know if New Zealanders realise this because that, that they they're around each other all the time. But you, you know, you're really nice people. <laughs> I did want but...
0: to I did want to ask about that <laughs> without sort of um, you know begging for the compliment. But you've got a incredibly extensive career you've been acting since you were eight years old um in in australia and america um and all around the world you've worked with some of the biggest names in hollywood
1: how 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 do working with new zealanders stack up against some of those other nationalities at the right at the top you know what you want in really any, any any job you're doing um is to work with people who are really good at what they do and are really lovely to be around and in the film and TV business, that, that, that you don't always get both of those things. <laughs> you'll, you'll often get one of the two. Um, but everybody we were working with on New Tuesday was so good at what they did and so lovely to be around. We, it was just a, an incredible bunch of people. We, we became uh, this, this little family during the, the filming. And, of course, a lot of the New Zealand actors, most of them, in fact, uh, knew each other beforehand Um so that they were like, you know, getting to be away with their buddies, you know, and and were just so it as as, as a you know the outsider, I, I felt so welcomed and included in, in that. So yeah, it was it it's was a pure pure joy. The kids are all right.
0: Yeah. It it is like that in New Zealand as well. Like we, you know, do get teased and mocked that we all know each other, but uh <laughs> unfortunately it is pretty much true.
1: Right, right. Well, it's great. And as I say, just everyone's so nice. You know, you just go, Well, wow, what what's in the water here that everyone is nice? <laughs> you know? <laughs> where do I find the assholes here? I don't really want to, but do are you like where are they are, They're they're working on different <laughs> movies. So they're simply yeah, right. working on other projects. Right, right.
0: We touched on the fact that obviously the the movie is called Nude Tuesday, and there's a lot of nudity in the film. H- had you been nude on camera before? What what were your attitudes going into it?
1: I hadn't really. Uh, I mean, I, I years ago I did an episode of something where there was a little bit of nudity, but it was just from behind. Really, this was this was full frontal nudity, and uh, you know, going into it, we obviously all knew that there was a sort of a moment where you go, "Okay, am I am I really doing this? I'm going to have my bits on." camera and on screen somewhere forever. Um, when was
0: that for you? When was that moment? Was that sort of before you, you know, signed your name to, to whatever agreement? Yeah, was but
1: with? yeah, yes, but it, look, it really wasn't much of a, it wasn't much of a consideration for me. The idea of getting to play opposite Jackie Van Beek in this incredible film um, uh, that, that was like this crazy, cool experiment, Um uh, it really wasn't a consideration there was there was no time where it was going to <laughs> win out and make me go i'm not going to do this like <laughs> it was just like okay i guess this is happening all right but you know i think if i were you know younger if i was in my 20s or something and and yeah. you know that's i think for the for the younger actors in the film who did it i'm like Good on you. That was brave because I don't know if I'm in my 20s, I would have been a lot more self-conscious about something like that. And now I'm just sort of like, ah, oh, whatever. We've all got bits. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, what what do you think about that? What are your attitudes as an actor in particular about sort of how nudity is is treated in society and on film and in television and sort of the sexualization of, of the naked
1: body? Yeah, it's a tricky one. Look, I guess, uh, you know, nudity in film has has kind of gone through different stages hasn't it you know you think about up until really I guess the late 60s early 70s there was sort of no nudity and then it sort of came in like <laughs> like a tidal wave you know yeah. I, I I would I, I don't know this for sure but I would imagine per movie there's probably it was probably more nudity in movies uh, fifty years ago, than there was before, uh, or has been since. Um, there was that sort of big '70s. Hey, you know, we're all free and exploring our bodies and sexuality, and 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 kind of that kind of giving the the, the middle finger to the conservative nature of what had gone before. Um, and uh, I don't know. We, we sort of don't really. I guess I guess uh, in recent years, there's been. There's sort of tended to be less nudity in, in in films. I don't sort of have an opinion on on that really. I I, th- I certainly think it's a good thing that it's not the you know that the nudity that you now see in movies tends not to be the 70s 80s porkies kind of uh yeah. version um, I think now it tends to be if you see uh, nudity in films it, it's treated with a, a, a lot more it tends to be maturity and tenderness and yeah. and uh, it's it's not such a uh hey core cool, check out these naked people getting it on it, it doesn't tend to be that type of thing so I think we've you know it's a good thing that we've we're, we've passed that version yeah. of, of nudity film um, i think you know in new tuesday it's really showing a variety of shapes sizes young old um it, it really showing a, a large cross section of of society and saying it's not a um it's certainly not a sexualized version of the human body it's, it's kind of just going here we are this is what we look like this is what's this is what's here underneath those clothes that we've we've convinced ourselves we're supposed to be wearing all the time um, and there was a there was a, certainly a feeling of that in shooting some of that nude stuff where you're standing around with 20 naked people, not something I've ever done in my life. Mm. And most people don't uh, stand around, certainly not standing around outside on mountains, completely naked with 20 other people. There was a kind of, after that initial moment of, you know, taking your clothes off for the first time, which I think for everyone was a bit bit scary. Sure. Um, within about 20 minutes, it was like, you'd sort of look around and go, Oh, that that's right. That's the clothes are the, are the just a bit we've added on to. Like we don't. We, this is what we look like. Like this is this is actually normal. Like we've kind of we create all this stuff around. Oh my god, nudity! Oh, the person's naked. Oh, I saw a nipple or all these things. And then you go, well, it's sort of
0: nudity yeah, is the default state.
1: Nudity is the default state. That's right. And it's it is it, it did kind of strike me as how it's just completely. You know, you start having these thoughts about, wow, if if we just leave set like this and walk down the street, we'll get arrested. Yeah. That's that's weird. (laughs) Like, we're just, this is how we came out. What, we're not allowed to stay how we came out? I know. I
0: totally agree. And it's, um, even watching a film like this, we're so conditioned that the first time you see a a, a bare nipple or someone's genitals or something like that in this movie, you're like, oh my God. Right. But you normalize it so quickly, and then yeah. it's like, oh, it's just, it's just bodies, you know. It's everyone's got them.
1: Absolutely, and um, and you know, it, we, you know, people say, "Oh, what was it like being naked? What was it like? What was it like?" It's like it was freezing. That was that was the main. <laughs> that was the main thing. Is you go, oh, the clothes are really good for keeping warm. Like I don't care about what they're covering. I just need to be warm right now. You know, well, th- this is kind of interesting
0: though because you have had um, a, a fantastic career in Los Angeles in Hollywood. Um, various film and tv stuff going on for the last few years with some some huge names and the mood the tenor in la is so much different in terms of its approach to the to the human form i think um you know being on screen where everyone's at the gym every day to look their absolute best at all times feels to me that you haven't bought into that um psychosis might be slightly too harsh a word, but, you know, that crazy-making attitude that that is present in Hollywood.
1: Timmy, you're saying that I didn't look like Chris Hemsworth in this movie. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm
0: so sorry to be the first one to break it to you, but um, you did not strike me as the
1: long-lost Hemsworth brother. (laughs) Um, Look firstly that's you know that's not really me but it's also just like not what i play you know like it's not what my 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 whole look doesn't even go with that look if i just suddenly was completely you know bulging and ripped it'd be like well wait, hold on who are you meant to play now you know <laughs> i mean um i think that the kinds of roles that i've tended to have played have been um these you know sort of weird mix of Characters that are that are very unlike me, but that sort of incredibly ripped guy. Now look, that could be a fun thing to do once. You know, I, mm. I I would love to have to train like crazy. I mean, it'd be awful, but I'd love I'd love to have to do it for a job because I was playing some ridiculously built um, army sergeant or something. I don't know. Um, but I, it would sort of be a one off, I guess. You know. I saw your name attached to the Better Man project.
0: Are you? Yeah. Are you playing Robbie Williams?
1: I'm not I am not playing Robbie Williams. Um, uh, uh, there's a wonderful actor called John O'Davies who's playing him. We, uh, we, at this point we're not allowed to say who we're playing but um, right, I, right, I, right. I'm not I am certainly not playing Robbie Williams. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that as a, a compliment. Um, I'm now really confused because you're saying you're not Chris Hemsworth, but you are Robbie Williams. You kind of, you're really gaslighting here now. I really don't Mate, know what to think. I, I,
0: Damon, I think your,
1: your range is so incredible. I've,
0: you were, you were Charles Manson twice in 2019 in the most high-profile movie and TV series in the same year. And then I completely bought you as this slightly petulant, kind-hearted, um, slightly rage-infused father <laughs> of kids in, in this movie. I, you've got it all, mate. If you wanted to be Robbie Williams, okay. I'd buy it. I'd I'm going to
1: have I'm going to have a word to the producers. They're only halfway through shooting. Let's see if we can <laughs> let's see if we can get some recasting happening. <laughs> hey,
0: just to round things off, I did. I this is a, a slightly weird question, but I've watched a few interviews with you and. Um, I just think that you've got one of the most incredibly down to earth and healthy attitudes um, about your career for a guy who's, who's done so well in Hollywood and in Australia. Um, could you give some life advice for people who are either in the creative arts professionally or, or even people who may not be, but they're undertaking a, a creative project in their life?
1: Yeah, I guess two things I, I could think to say. One is, you know, the the kind of the downer bit of kind of advice is it's it's hard. It's hard, and it's it involves so much luck. The the, the amount of people that do make it for want of a better term compared with those who are trying to is so small. And so much of that is to do with luck and timing. You know, I have so many friends who are incredibly talented actors who could be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And the only difference is the bit of luck and timing that that came my way. Um, But I'd also say on the positive side that things can change at the drop of a hat. I, I, I really didn't start getting, the the exciting kind of projects that, that, that I get to work on now until my late 30s, you know. And mm-hmm. look, if someone's in their early 20s, they don't want to hear that. They're like, stuff that. I'm not <laughs> waiting till my late 30s, Grandpa. And I understand that. But once you are there and it suddenly starts happening, you don't go, oh, damn it, I wish this had happened earlier. You're like, I can't believe this is suddenly happening. This is awesome. I'm glad I stuck around because so many of my peers didn't, you know. Yeah. You, you kind of people go, ah, this is sort of not really happening um, I might I might bow out and do something else. And I couldn't really think of anything else to do. So I just sort of stuck around and slowly things started to happen. I think I started probably aging into roles that were more right for me. You know, sometimes that happens. Someone's, someone's age group as an actor that they're right for is not the one they're at right now. You know, I think my late 20s, early 30s, I didn't work much, but I, I probably wasn't really right for much either. What um, did you tell yourself to keep yourself in there? Um, I, I had this term I would call regret insurance. It's kind of the opposite, but similar to the version of the people who go, I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to make it and I'm going to just keep going until they see me because I'm going to be a star. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the pessimist's version of that, where you're like, I need to know that I'm not going to regret this when I'm 80. And so I suppose in, in regards to the trips to a, a America that I would do, I'd go over there a couple of times a year, uh, for three months or so, and I did that from about the age of thirty-five, um, and I, I was keeping doing it to kind of buy myself this regret insurance. I wanted to know that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting in a rocking chair one day going why didn't I go one more time? I, I don't expect I'm going to work here. Uh, I was very much a realist, probably yeah, leaning towards pessimist on the whole thing mm-hmm. and going, I, I would like to work here, but I also don't expect to. And I I just need to you to, guys to give me enough hints to get the hell out of here and I'll happily go <laughs> away and not come back. And, and those hints were coming thick and fast and then I got... It was my last trip to America. I I was never coming back again. And I got one guest role in one TV show. And I'd not worked there up until this point. And that one guest role was like, oh, okay, that's, okay, so I can actually get a job here. I've basically gone from, I cannot get a job here, don't worry, it's never happening, to, oh, that's weird i can get a job here so that sort of made me go okay now i have to go kind of come back a few more times right. because what i had assumed to be the case is not the case and um so it was really just sort of going i just want to make sure i i, I really know before i put this thing to bed and and i'm i'm glad things worked out the way they did and i and i went back uh, a few more times after that
0: well i love this concept of regret insurance <laughs> and it does in some ways seem to tie into some themes of the film and even, you know, the the um, the acceptance of doing full frontal nudity and this bizarre but brilliant and beautiful film project. It all somehow feels quite connected.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It
0: does. Hey, Damon, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and congrats on the film again. I absolutely loved it and I just, I think you're brilliant.
1: Oh, Tim, thank you so much, mate. It's such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks
0: for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the New Tuesday Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. New Tuesday is in cinemas in New Zealand and Australia from mid-June and will be coming to streaming platforms soon. The New Tuesday podcast was brought to you by Film Queenstown Lakes and the New Zealand and Australian film distributors Madman Entertainment. It was produced, hosted and edited by me, Tim Babb, and co-produced by Courtney Mayhew and Tyler Hislop. The music in this series are original compositions by Cam Ballantyne and covers from Monica, which appear in the New Tuesday soundtrack, available soon. Or maybe now. I don't know when you're listening to this. The series is also supported by Flix. Download
2: the Flix app to find new Tuesday session times near you and get tickets.